Ho, ho, ho. Green Giant. by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why Welcome, everybody, to episode 160 of the Art and Jacob Blue America podcast. I am your host today, uh, Mr. Jacob Pixton, and sitting right in front of me is ever so deliciously edible Art Trejo. Art, say hello to millions. Millions. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Y'all ready to do this shit? It's Sunday. Jacob's neighbor's washing his lowrider. <laughs> That's true, too. And, like, yes. fucking some Cortez shoes on and, like, his, like, shaved head and his lokes on. I was like, oh, my goodness. I haven't seen that since, like, 1998. Corona's officially over. <laughs> if that motherfucker's doing that, hell yeah. And he's listening to, like, some, like, early 80s, like, soul music. I don't know what he was listening oh, to. Oh, yeah, he's listening to, like, Art LeBeau, like, what? the morning Art LeBeau show and shit. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Yeah, he's keeping a G. <laughs> It is keeping it G, man. But speaking of keeping it G, you want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Art? I definitely do. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory of products. Uh, Jacob has some of this delightful cold brew tea that they've just started brewing. It's really, really good. It's paleo. I just started going paleo for like the last four days and, and it sucks. But... But it's really healthy. It's a really healthy way to live. So I'm gonna to try to keep doing it for the next 60 days. So I'm drinking tons of these teas. Somebody asked me on Instagram. Actually, like four people asked me on Instagram because I posted it when I was drinking mine. They were like, "Where can I get that?" And I was like, "You motherfuckers!" We literally say it at the beginning we of every say show. Say it at the beginning of every show. Go to CavemanCoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. And once you find these teas or anything that you like, type in America at checkout to receive 15% off. That helps us with the show, and it shows that you guys are listening to the show. So, Caveman Coffee gives us more free shit, which we appreciate. Hell yeah, and it helps improve the quality of this podcast as they kick a little, like a couple of shekels down our way. Because, uh, like I said at the beginning of this episode, we need <laughs> we need to start upgrading our equipment because it is slowly, slowly falling apart and dying. I think I compared my computer to Betty White. Uh, a couple weeks ago, which is a very accurate statement because it's still trucking along. It's still it's still recording some podcasts here. It's still getting us through, doing the video and the audio. And um, but one day um, it's gonna break all of our hearts, just like the passing of Betty White. Um, I don't wish that upon her, but I don't think either one is gonna make it to the end of 2020. I don't know if any of us are gonna make it to the end of 2020. But uh, with that said, with your patronage, go to Patreon. 
uh, help support us there donate just one dollar that's all we ask right i ain't i ain't saying you got to be like alejandra and hook it up with like fifty dollars a month or whatever. 50 bucks man we're trying to get that alejandra money man <laughs> we're, we're, try, we're trying to get some fucking we want a robot butler hell yeah to be part of the show right he just walks around he's kind of like uh is it alfred from fresh prince of bel-air what was his name no that's uh jeffrey jeffrey, jeffrey. We yeah. want a robot version of Jeffrey. He that just sounds wants racist, so I'm going to say Jeeves or fucking uh, Mr. Belvedere. That like was I'll, Jeffrey. That's his name. No, no, but I want. But I don't want just like a black robot, though. Like in these times, are, it's a robot version of him. But let's get Mr. Belvedere so that way. I don't even know who Mr. Belvedere is. You never he was, he was a white man. Like, yeah. That's all you need to know. Like, I, I would like a white butler. If I ever become super rich, I want a white butler. <laughs> oh, man. And I, I just want him to like hold things over his head so I can that's, like shoot with an arrow. <laughs> That's, that's what you get for oppressing my people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you took our native lands. You made us speak the devil's language. But but he gets paid well, so he's all right with it. You don't anyway. have to pay a robot. Oh no, that was a human. The robot, he's just cool. He just walks around selling telling me like puns and making fun of me. <laughs> that's, that's what I want the robot for. Oh, you want an actual like Yeah, like that. you know, there's this whole theory online about how uh, Jeffrey was like the king of like sneak disses, but and it's true, man. He had the best disses on everybody in, yeah, in, that's true. in that household, man. Especially Carlton. He Carlton's in therapy right now because of him. <laughs> I haven't seen him since 1996 when that show ended. But if you heard... Uh, oh, before we get into that, I need to start stepping my game up on this. But make sure, you know, when you go to all those things, go to cavemancoffee.com. Make sure, you know, enter America, check out for 15 minutes. When you go to Patreon, you hook it up with a dollar or whatever, what have you, whatnot. Make sure you go to podbelly.com as well because that is our network that you can listen to us wow. as well as any other badass podcast out there like our sisters from the We're Not Sure Yet podcast. You know, like the people from uh, Paranormal Punchers, you know, they they cover this topic. Ectoplasm. Ectoplasm. Shout out to them as Good well. Guys. As well as my beautiful, handsome, and also equally delicious, if not two times more than both Art and me put together. Because uh, <laughs> it Keats podcast, Path of Legends, is also a Podbelly um, podcast member as well. So, Keith, you want to tell everybody about this podcast that you've been working on for the last seven and a half years? Yeah. So, you know, I was uh, four years old when I started writing it. Um, it's been a what, life really? project. No, no, totally. Oh, wow. Joking. I was going to say like, Jesus, that's amazing. No. Um, so I've probably had the story in my mind for about two years. Um, I wrote it. Yeah. I mean, I started writing it soon after that. Um, got about a hundred pages of the story down. And I realized like, I, I don't know, at some point, like I knew I was going to break it up into seasons. Um, so I've got about six seasons planned. And so like the first like season was a hundred pages. So it's going to be a pretty long, like novel, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, but it's, it's, you know, for your listening pleasure. Um, yeah, you can all listen to it at Path of Legends podcast. And, um, yeah, it's like a serial. I mean, it's, it's fantasy. So anybody who likes Lord of the Rings or Neil Gaiman, you know, some cool fantasy stuff. Um, yeah, it's a, it's quite a bit different than this podcast, but maybe not today. <laughs> we got uh, some interesting, fantastical stuff going on that we're going to be talking about. So, um, I guess the only other thing I could tell you about my podcast that's cool is uh, the uh, the 3D audio. So you can listen with headphones and like sounds and sound effects and spells and you know nature things are going to be like going around your head and you be in the zones. So you can just close your eyes and listen to the soothing tones of my voice or 
Vincent's voice just read you a story. Hell yeah. It's kind of like when you go to like see like the new like Avengers movie, like and you buy like the $50 IMAX ticket. I would, I would, I would relate it to that. Like instead of like our podcast, it's kind of like just slapped together and like, it's like limited, literally released to like Ours the is like Oakland. a porno theater. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the porno theater of podcasts. Yeah, Keats got- is like the D- what is that D box? Yeah, you were sitting in the D box. You have to go to Universal Studios. Is like fucking uh, their fucking theater out there, where like yeah. every seat is an IMAX seat or whatever. Ours like has Pee Wee Herman. You're lucky there, if you don't have jizz all over you when you stand. Up. <laughs> Not your own jizz. Some Pee Wee Herman just sat there. <laughs> but we have delicious coffee. <laughs> I love your guys's like talk about your own. <laughs> that is it's, a uh, an interesting interesting we, imagery there. We started by like sweating on top of each other with one microphone, so it's not that <laughs> far fetched. No, yeah, we're we're still we're slowly coming out of the porno theater basement. So <laughs> emphasis on coming. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> when we were trying to figure out ways of getting. <laughs> <laughs> you watch the show, Keith, because um, uh, I've listened to a few episodes of your podcast and it's it's rather it's very enjoyable. And I'm not just saying that because you're handsome and, you know, delicious. You're saying it because I'm your cousin. I mean, they- well, not just that <laughs> as well. But, you know, it's it's very entertaining and it follows the story of, you know, these children that, you know, go through a forest and you know become missing, if you will. And I was telling Art about that, and he's like, "Oh, that, that reminds me of the story of the Green Children of Woolpit." And I was like, "Is that how Art said it too?" He got, he got like, "Oh!" <laughs> I asked Jacob because he's like, oh, I'll get, "I want to have Keith on." Like, you know, should we do a topic? And I was like, "Well, what's the story about?" And he told me the story. Like, he told me essentially what he said. Well, let's just do the Green Kids then. See, that, I told you. That's exactly like what, <laughs> what that sounds like. Yeah. So, Keith, do you want to tell us about? Since you are like, since you have the sultry deep voice, yeah, that, man, that half white man soul over there. <laughs> tell us the story of the Green Children of Woolpit. I can, but what I want to do is, I actually am curious if, like, I know we've talked about this off the air, off the mm-hmm. podcast air. I feel like we talked about this one time when I was doing the show briefly, mm-hmm. and I don't remember if it was another guest, if we were actually recording at the time, but like sometime. When I was sitting in the Art and Jacob studio, I remember hearing about this story. And so I think I know what you're talking about. Maybe I was misremembering, but uh, when we had um, uh, Mr. Sam Sharon, yeah, uh, and we were talking about what was that topic about? Because I know there we was the about missing. UFO. There was the missing four one one. Oh, okay. I think yeah. I think he might have brought this up. I think Sam might have brought <sighs> this up. See, I don't know because I literally, before we got on, I was like, it was bugging me. And I went through the Missing 411 episode, like listening to the deep, sultry, beautiful tones of Sam Sheeran trying to find it. And I couldn't. So I have no idea. Like, I just wonder, I mean, if does it, any of your listeners, do they know? Because we obviously don't even know. Alejandra, get about. on it. Alejandra, <laughs> do some internet sleuthing. <laughs> She'll get back to us in about two minutes. Found and it. maybe like maybe we didn't talk about it while recording. Maybe it was something we talked about briefly after. But yeah, we can go a little more in depth with it. And I I am the lucky winner to be able to tell this story. Um, I think it does have a couple similarities to my story. Although if you're looking for green children, you're probably going to be sorely disappointed if you listen to my story because <laughs> they are you know different in their ways as well. Um, okay, so are we ready? Are we ready for me to... Yeah, we count the tale. Of should the we dim the lights? Children oh. of Woolpit. <laughs> should I we light some candles? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could. If I dim my lights, you're just not going to see me. So <laughs> <laughs> can't have that. Okay, so 
the story begins sometime, supposedly this happened sometime around 1150 AD, the year of our Lord, 1150. <laughs> there are two, or it, it takes place in the, uh, the, the English village of Woolpit, which, I mean, that's already interesting in and of itself. I guess there were these pits that people, it's supposed to be like wolf pit. So people were like throwing carry-on, like rotting meat into these pits that I guess they caught wolves there or something. Is that what you guys? Yeah, that's what I saw too. Like I, to me, like, okay, it does make sense. You know, like if you're like, you have a village in the middle of the wool, woods and you know, you have, you know, this is the time where it's just like livestock. You grow, everybody grows their own shit. Everybody's Sheep. a hipster. Yeah. Everybody's a hipster, if you will. So you know, to protect that, you know, you have to find some way because, you know, the, the, these packs of wolves are going to fucking come and, you know, steal your dinner, basically. So, so apparently it was like whenever there were times of famine, like hard winters or something, uh-huh. that's when they would come into town. Winter was coming. Yeah. So like the wolves didn't really fuck with, with, the, the, with the locals that much, but they knew like, hey, that was a hard winter. They're probably not going to have a lot of food. They're going to come down here looking to kill our sheep. And that's when these these were like common things to dig and like basically create these like, a story foot underground holes for the wolf to fall in and just essentially die and like not, not eat their sheep. And that that's, that's what I found about these wolf pits. <laughs> well, so this village named itself after that, the village of wool pit. <laughs> so they just conveniently like left out the v part of it. It's it just, sounds beautiful though. I think it's like old English. I mean, it, like it reminds me. Yeah. Okay. So a long time ago, I dated this girl and she was Basque. And like I don't know if you know anything about like Basque people, but like their name, even their names are like they sound normal, but they're all like kind of off. Uh-huh. And that's what this remind me of, like Wolf Pit. Like it, it, it sounds weird. It's it reminds me of something like a Basque person would would say and speak like. Perhaps, huh? Anyhow, there's the <laughs> right next to one of these pits. One day, there somebody finds these two children, a boy and a girl, and. Their skin is green. And uh, so it's just kind of like, what the heck? They don't speak English. They're speaking some kind of gibberish. And uh, <laughs> people are just like, okay. Uh, you know, they, they somehow decide like, hey, let's take them to the Lord. Uh, Sir Richard de Calm. Is that how you guys say his name? That's how I was going to say yeah. it. So yeah, they take him to Richard de Calm, who I guess is like the baller. You know, he's, he's rich. Um, He's like the or, um, Ty- Tywin Lannister. Like in my mind, I'm picturing Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. Like no Tywin Lannister. Yeah. And he had and like so, some unnecessarily puffy like hat on. I don't know. That, I like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they take him to this dude's house and he's like, you know, provides for them. And at first they won't eat. They won't eat any food that, you know, English people are eating. Um, Blood pudding. Yeah, no blood pudding. No, uh, I mean, what else? Uh, uh, what's that pie they eat? Like shepherd's pie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love no, shepherd's no pie. Meat pies, no pasties, uh, no fish and chips. I mean, damn, no <laughs> fish and chips. Damn. I was over in England and the two choices, and I'm not knocking it, they were both very delicious, but meat pie and fish and chips, like every place I went had those things. Like wow. pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like, like the pubs and stuff. It's kind of like it was just, it's like Carl's Jr. Oh. or fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Taco Bell sounds really good. Right now. Oh lie. man, I just had Taco Bell for the first time in like months, and it was pretty dang good. And they gave me an extra freaking um, oh what was the 
uh, gordita, cheesy gordita oh. crunch. Oh my god, that's like, the best thing on the menu. Yeah, but like I ordered one because you know they're like eight dollars, but yeah. then like they just gave me two, and I was like, dude, you guys rock, you know? <laughs> they didn't I charge didn't... me. Cheesy gordita I wouldn't even crunch care is... if they did. Amazing. That's it. Sorry, I'm just saying, if these key, if these like green children had a cheesy gordita crunch, I'm pretty sure they would have ate it at this very moment. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no Maybe culture so. in the world that turns out cheesy gordita. Crunch. If you do, you're not a fucking, <laughs> you're not a fucking human. Well, so anyway, that they eat. Um, at some point, the kids haven't eaten in a while, and they like see some 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 accounts say broad beans. I don't know what the heck a broad bean is. Uh, someone else said green beans. Uh, something. Uh oh, Keith just uh, let me fill in the blank for Keith. Uh, you know what? It was the uh, farba oh, beans, green beans. Oh, I, I saw farba beans as one of the other things in there. In your well, the historic uk.com or whatever website I was looking at that has uk in the name, oh, so it's probably true. pretty official. A I little more so every than Wikipedia. English person. The queen wrote this shit. <laughs> pretty much, and she was alive at that time, so she knows. Um, yeah. she wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, she's a lizard person <laughs> that uh it was green beans so i don't know let's just say green beans for let's the sake green of, beans that sounds good because yeah. they were green kids you know they're eating green beans jolly green um, giant so they you know they open up a can of jolly green giant no they eat them straight from the ground and you know or wherever the beans like on the vine or whatever bean i'm pretty not in touch with <laughs> agriculture as you can see i mean uh, you know this comes straight from the can right yeah. <laughs> well, whatever the case, these kids eat these raw green beans and then eventually, you know, they start eating, they're happy, whatever. And then like the chalupas start coming in and they're like able to eat the chalupa, you know, and maybe okay. it's like they put a little green beans in the chalupa at first. And wow. then after a while they take the green beans out, which, you know, I don't know if that's an improvement because we should all be eating more vegetables, but yes, you know, whatever. So, um, they, these kids, uh, learn English and then they start losing their green skin color from mm -hmm. like eating, you know, proper English vittles, like, you know, fish and <laughs> chips. They're now starting to lose the green uh, pigment of their skin. And, um, and then the boy dies. Yeah. Um, randomly just like gets sick and dies. And, and I saw he died like right after he, like the two of them got baptized. Like that's like what struck me as like odd, you know, I don't know if like this was an embellishment by like, cause like, I believe there was like two different storytellers of this that yeah, had this recorded, yeah, yeah. but like they said, as soon as the boy was baptized in the waters of Lake Minnetonka, the boy perished. Well, the girl I, lived I saw that the minute they took him, like the guy found them and he noticed that they weren't eating. He went and baptized them like right away. Oh, okay. Like, Okay. I don't know if the kid died, like the boy died right away, but I saw that that was one of the first things that they did was run over and baptize these kids. It was like very, very <laughs> aggressive, get... really re religious time. So yeah, it's yeah. And like so you everyone... got to think about it this way too. Like, so it sounds interesting to say like the minute they were baptized, they died. Like that's like <laughs> conspiracy crazy. Like what was going on with the Illuminati part of this or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then there's the other aspect, like. Back then, people were very concerned about that because they like believed if you were not like dunked in the water, then you or you know sprinkled or whatever, like your soul was going to be like in limbo or something. So maybe they're noting that, like, oh, by the way, he was baptized before he died, so we can assume he's up in heaven he's with Saint Peter. For sure. Yeah, yeah, and so you know, I think that was an important thing for them to note back then. Whereas our culture today, some people believe in heaven, but not all of us are like, well, if you weren't sprinkled. 
then you're definitely not going to be there. It's pretty cold. <laughs> not everyone in our culture believes in doctors, so yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. some people well, in our culture believe. Earth. Like I mean, yeah. some people believe in flat Earth still. So you know, yeah, whatever. I was about to say too. Some people in our culture, I'm not going to say any names, believe injecting bleach into your system or Lysol will kill, will cure you from the co- yeah. cure you from the coronavirus. Oh, dude, is that true? I don't know. I, I don't want to take the risk. <laughs> Tide pods definitely do it, though. I can see that working. Tide they get pod. the stains out. I, I can imagine they would get all you know the shit out of your <laughs> fucking system. I guess if you just die from like poison in your veins, then you will not be susceptible to coronavirus. So yes, it probably will make you immune, uh. but don't do it. <laughs> Please, guys, don't. <laughs> um. So okay, the boy dies. I can imagine they had like uh you know a viking i mean even though this is england it's not vikings but i I mean and vikings probably came like a little earlier i'm not super good on my history but like let's just imagine they had a viking funeral for this boy yeah they put him on a pyre and lit it and then like sang like an old tune like with a lute or whatever and shit they probably just buried him in a cemetery because that's what you know the all of christendom would do you know facing the east so anyway <laughs> yeah because like when when the lord comes back like the graves are supposed to be facing the east and that's why you're on this podcast sir there really? we go. that is insight that you would have not gone from us <laughs> you would have gone some porno theater <laughs> <laughs> i will say this um, though and i put it in the 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 facebook group um my friend monica she tagged me in this but um i guess like in tibet i want to say like they don't believe like in burying their dead or you know, cremating them and whatnot. And I thought this was super fascinating, but what they'll do is they'll attach like the naked body and then like, they'll kind of cut, you know, slivers into the body and then like, they'll tie the head to a post and then they'll let vultures come and devour like the body. And so like, you see like these like super graphic pictures of like this, like nude, like, you know, freshly, you know, passed away person. And then like every picture is like progressively like, Oh shit. Like the body is slowly, like the meat is coming off the bones oh shit, you're seeing like the spine, you're seeing like the person's like skull, like it's not even white, it's like like a like a dark grayish color or whatnot. And then like what happens is, is like the family members, like they'll go and collect like, you know, the foot or the hip or like the spinal column and like the skull and they'll start like cutting everything up and then they'll start mashing the bones and like they'll have to like remove like the top of the skull and then like release like the brain matter like to the like the vultures or whatnot. And they believe like that's a part. I mean, I'm paraphrasing the fuck out of this, but they believe like this is like a better, a better way to let the soul escape, if you will, because like it goes into like the circle of life, if you will. Which I mean, the way they explained it was like super beautiful and whatnot. But I was like, man, like that's grisly as fuck. Like, please, Keith, when I die, like don't do that to me. Like, just stick me in the ground. <laughs> but, um, but like the way they were explaining, I was like, yeah, that's super beautiful. But I can never imagine in a million years like being able to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's that's the circle of life, man. Yeah, <laughs> it is the circle of life, like literally. But anyway, oh, dang, <laughs> I had a joke and then I just like lost my mojo after you said, I was like, man, <laughs> that is depressing. Yeah. Anyways, check out the Facebook group. <laughs> you want to see those pictures? Well, guys, um. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> it's got super dark. <laughs> anyway, so the boy gonna, dies. Yeah, so we're just I'm just gonna segue back into the girl was probably feeling dark after her brother died. Yeah. And uh <laughs> um at some point, you know, she's learned English and so she reports that they came from a place called the land of Saint Martin, mm-hmm. 
which to me now this is sounding super like fantastical it sounds very like whatever i'll just keep telling the story and we can comment later um they came from the land of saint martin where like it never gets bright the like the light is always dim like twilight and uh, she and her brother were at one day like watching her father's cattle and they follow the cattle into a cave and then they hear like some really loud sound like the sound of bells and either they like went into a trance or whatever but the next thing they knew they were just inexplicably by this pit this wolf pit they had no idea where they were and you know they're in this strange land and um then you know after that it's reported that the girl her name was agnes um and that she married and she worked as a servant in richard de house i can't remember who she married but it was like some high up i thought yeah, it was like um, somebody in the royal court of, um, you know, the king at the time. Um, I believe his name was like Richard Barr. So, yeah, she like went from being like basically a peasant to being like in somehow like uh, to make another Game of Thrones reference or whatever. Like she went from being like, you know, a peasant, if you will, to being in the court of like the Lannisters. Yeah. And then, um, you know, supposedly she had children and and uh, watch the Red Violin. That's, that's all. <laughs> Great movie. This, this episode is sponsored by the Red Violin. <laughs> Shout out to Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. Find uh, your local blockbuster. <laughs> so, did I leave anything out? I mean, that was kind of the basics, and I was long winded, but it's a pretty simple story. Mm-hmm. And I think you pretty much cover the the gist of of the story. That's essentially it. I mean, there's like Jacob said, there are two big variations of it. One of them was that I think the only thing that I I saw that was different was the guy that found them saw them crawling out of the the wolf's pit and oh. that was it um that was basically it but the but i've also heard the one that you just said right now mm-hmm. um so there's just bare little variations in the story yeah there's like it's uh two they're basically again i'm gonna make another game of thrones fucking reference or whatever but it's kind of like um sam like you know going to oh man i been a while since i watched game of thrones but like sam how like he becomes like the maester or whatnot and he has to go to like maestersville to become like a super maester if, if you will maestersville yeah oh what is that place called i forgot oh it wasn't maestersville i was like oh that's a lazy ass <laughs> name to call it damn it george <laughs> uh no but like yeah so you had basically these two maesters if you will or friars um that were pretty much the only educated people like in these towns uh but you have william of nuba uh, who wrote in Historia Rerum Angelicum in 1889. And then you have Ralph of Cogshall um, in his passage or book or whatever, scripture or whatever, in Chronicum Ang- Anglicacum in 1220. So like they both like kind of, this is like the two records or accounts that people draw from. Uh, Wait, because- can you pause it real quick? The first okay. one came from 1800? Mm, no, 1189. Okay, because I thought you said 18-something. I'm like, well, that's not credible. Let's throw that one out. Okay, 11.89 and 12-something? 12.20. And so, but what they're basically doing is they're recording from, you know, accounts from, you know, the village. So before this, like, you go back into the, you know, medieval times, the way people would, you know, rehash, you know, anything, you know, it wasn't really written down. It was just passed on by word of mouth. And so what they were doing, so I believe William, he said that he got the info uh, straight from, no, actually Ralph. I'm sorry, Ralph of Cogshall. He got it straight from Richard de Um So whatever, whatever Richard de gave him, that's what he put down in his book. And then William mm-hmm. of Newsburg, like he got that from you know just 
people of Woolpit, you know, credible sources. That's what he cited. Interesting. So in my mind, though, like, because you get you do have variations of the story, like Art was saying with you and Keith, you kind of get the game of telephone. And the the astonishing thing is, that, okay, these kids had green skin. And so some people, you know, they go down the conspiracy route, like, oh, were they aliens? Were they lizard people? Were, were these like the first people of uh, Queen Elizabeth, who all conspiracy theorists believe is like a fucking lizard person, if you will. Um, but that's to me like it's a game of telephone where like people, you know, add on to like the like the actual story. So like for Keith and I, like something that happened in our childhood, like we'll have like different accounts of it just because like, oh, shoot, Jacob, I might want to add just something a little bit more to it just because a that event in my life hit a little bit differently than like what Keith did. So to me, that that that, that kind of explains like why there's differences and it's also too probably why you get some of these like extraordinary accounts like where like the the skin was was green. So I tried to look up like scientifically like could there be an explanation why these children's skin would turn green? And I always heard like growing up like if you eat a lot of carrots like your skin will turn orange, which mm-hmm. you know there was I, an episode of Magic School Bus about this. Really? Yes. I don't know. I didn't watch PBS, but oh. shout out to Art for doing that. Doing the right Good thing. Stuff. Yeah, I was watching VR <laughs> Troopers. <laughs> you know what though jacob was watching spongebob with his child earlier and i was like man this is not the way to raise a child (laughs) (laughs) it was the only thing on right now man it was either that or fucking uh, kenneth copeland which i refuse to let him watch i don't know what that is uh the believer's voice of victory oh i know what that is (laughs) wait a minute was kenneth copeland the guy who was um like telling the coronavirus like summoning a wind to like blow the coronavirus away. yeah yeah what are was. you positive it was him because i don't want to malign his character if that wasn't him no that i saw him. some televangelist guy doing that and i was like yeah no that's i'm exactly in that camp I'll, I'll just admit i am a christian but i'm not in like that, that camp, camp yeah you know like there's you know it's like bro you're making us all look really stupid right now <laughs> he's also the same guy that bought like a fucking uh private jet because he didn't want to sit with the demons this is the exact quote. Seriously? The demons that reside in coach on like, you know, regular like airlines, if you will. And then he got like confronted about it by like a, like a news journalist. And like, he like, he like literally like, you could see like Satan jump out in him and he's like, started pointing his finger at her and like, you better not do that. And then he like, he, he realized he was like live on camera. And then he like, got like this, like really like creepy ass smile on him or whatever, just YouTube it or whatever. But, yeah, like he he's a fucked up guy though, but that's a topic for another day. We'll probably get you on for that. <laughs> but Dude. Anyways, <sighs> anyways, like I was saying, there are there are instances where like if you eat certain foods, you know, you'll start to see that hey, like your skin will turn a different color just because of like the nutrients in it. I mentioned carrots. Your skin actually Yeah, but is there really anybody who has green skin? Okay, like, so I'm leading into that. Okay. So okay. yeah, so carrots, yeah, I was thinking of that. Like, oh shit, maybe that's all they ate in this magical land of St. Martinsville. Maybe that's all they had was like, you know, delicious and nutritious fucking cabbages and you know, spinaches and baby arugulas, if you will, and whatnot. And so that explains why their skin was green. But when you look at it, there is literally no green food that will specifically turn your skin green. The only thing that I could find is like something called hypochromatic anemia, which is what they called in medieval time, the disease of virgins. So like a hundred years <laughs> past this story, 
uh, the way to cure this form of anemia was to get married and have lots of sex and have lots of children. So um, later on, real science would come into play and say like, yo, that's not a thing. Like that's just like some perverted like Jeffrey Epstein shit. So what it actually is, it's like chlorosis where it results in like a bad diet. So if all you're eating is like, you know, fucking, you know, cheesy gordita crunches. Yes, everybody, those things are delicious. But if that's all your diet is composed of, you're not getting like essential nutrients. You're not even getting real proteins or whatever. So your body starts to decompose itself and like take from like your muscle stores, take from your fat stores to get the proper nutrients, which creates a pigmentation of green. So that could kind of be a scientific explanation for these children's skin turning green, but I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit different because that, that one comes from more of not just malnutrition, not just like eating the wrong thing, but like just not eating in general mm-hmm. where, you know, that's where that's coming from. Um, and which is possible because this, this is a time period where like it's possible that these kids might've not been eating properly. If they grew up in the forest, I brought up like the, the bass people, and that's one example of, you know, history that we know. But if, if there's people like living in the forest, which at this time period, I wouldn't put it past people actually live in the forest, like a small tribe of people, maybe just like 10, 15 people at most. And this is where, where I think this is what I actually think happened. I think there was a small tribe of people actually living in the forest. They probably spoke a very unique dialect that was probably like what they are. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. Their own little dialect, maybe like broken English at best. And the kids got lost and they probably survived off of like growing mushrooms or growing this and not really eating meat or anything like that. Of course, if you take that kid and the kids get lost and they wind up in this, in this wolf pit and now you introduce breads and all these things. And maybe they did have a very slight greenish tint to their skin. And you know, you know how stories are, especially when you do the game of telephone, you start going down the line and now it's like, a slight tint of green turns into like the fucking green giant. You're all of a sudden you're in the incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in my opinion, that's probably what happened. I think that the boy probably did die in none of these stories. Does anyone ever address the actual age of the children? Mm-hmm. They kind of, were just kind of led to believe that they're probably around nine, uh, you know, in your mind, you fill up, you fill out the, the check mark of the actual age. Like Hansel and Gretel. If you, yeah, yeah. But no one ever actually addresses the actual age. We know that the girl was slightly older than the boy, but that's about it. And that might not even be true. Cause really what if the kid was eating less food than the girl and just not growing as much. And that's mm-hmm. also another reason he died. Girls hit their growth spurt earlier as well. So. That's yeah, true. I mean, we we just don't know. There's so many factors that that could, and you know, if they're in the forest, yet another reason why it's constantly twilight and not really like. And then England itself, it's never been, it's never looked like San Diego over there. It's like you like you get the stereotypical picture in your mind of England or the UK, if you will. Like it's always like overcast and shadowy and and rain. It's like Seattle. You know, like that's what I think of, like when I think of England. So I never think of like, oh, bright skies and sunny, sunny suns, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. that I mean, that can explain that too. And on top of that, you're in the woods. Like, yeah, of course, it's twilight there. Yeah, I mean, that's to me that that's probably what happened. Mm -hmm. And the story has just become so embellished at this Mm -hmm. point. And like, I I did see some somebody wrote that story of like these two children fell from the sky and like (laughs) all this stuff. And I'm like, geez, that's such a like crazy thing I've, I've even seen people bring up like this could be people coming over from a parallel universe and all this kind of shenanigans but I, I in my opinion these are probably people that were living in a small tribe 
somehow got lost, made it over here, and now we have a, a crazy story that people love to tell. And there's some real history to that that kind of supports your theory on that. Um, I believe like they were called the Flemish immigrants uh, who's, who were persecuted during like the wars of this time. So you, at this time, you have like the Anglo-Saxons versus like, you know, the Normans and like all these like different like, you know, white people tribes like going at it or whatever. Uh, but the Flemish, I believe it's like a form of like, you know, Dutch, if you will. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't want to dive down that rabbit hole and make this episode like three hours long. But they were called the Flemish people. And they're pretty much persecuted by all the other like, you know, you know, Brit- British tribes during that time. And so they were outcast to, you know, places in the woods like that. And they kind of had like these weird clothings. They spoke a different form of you know language that you know wouldn't be familiar to you know the anglo-saxons or the normans there what you will so they kind of look different so in my mind i'm thinking like oh okay they probably had like clogs and all these like weird like it's a small world like stereotypical dutch clothes on whereas like everybody else is wearing you know you know john snow clothes if you will looking you know like looking looking within their culture and they look like something that's outside of their culture of course, it looks like they, they speak like a weird language because, you know, it's a form of a, a, an older form of Dutch, if you will. So like that, that explains that. And then even like um, somebody like Richard de Kown, who who was the lord of this area by Wolf Pit, that's why he would take them in because he would be the educated person to where it's like you hit. I think you said at the beginning of the episode, like there was like a lot of like religious extremism going on during that time period where he was like okay i recognize okay they're just dutch kids you know let me take them in let me assimilate them to our culture so that you know this you know wackadoo lady down the street doesn't like try to burn them at the stake because they're speaking like this weird form of you know english an offset of english if you will like they're not Mm -hmm. satan's children if you will because that's what a lot of um historians were saying like hey if this is a true story it would make sense that the most educated person in the town would take them in to do that, to protect them from, you know, the not so educated villagers. Yeah. yeah but you got to be careful when you say educated because like true, yeah. the educated people were like working on alchemy at this time, like trying to figure out how to transmute like copper into gold and like all this crazy stuff. So like, I feel yeah. like maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, man, he was just trying to hook him up with a cheesy gordita crunch, man. He wasn't trying to be no alchemist like Aleister Crowley. And shit, so. Dude, I'm just saying that, like, yeah, medieval, from what we have, like, that I've seen, at least, of, like, medieval education, it's, like, it's actually more of, like, that crazy, superstitious, right. like, weird blend of, like, magic and, like, religion and superstition. And, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty, I mean, that's what I've seen, at least. Yeah. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but... Well, I'll get I'll give Mr. No. Cown credit here. <laughs> he didn't try to. And to be honest, like you know, we're talking about like how extreme the religion these these religious times were. Um, he it could he could have been a big reason why this story was so embellished to begin with. That's true. Too. Like you know, if most of the accounts that we're hearing are coming from his perspective, and so like why baptize these children you randomly found? You never really like went out to look for their parents or anything like that. Mm-hmm the easiest thing is like they were green like like they were different than us like of course i'm gonna baptize them kind of thing you know like it almost seems like we're putting so much trust in this one guy right now Mm -hmm. and like just believing accounts from his perspective i don't know i don't know and this is the same guy that was like giving people cocaine to like cure aids or something (laughs) like headaches yeah (laughs) whatever he might have been doing dude He, he was probably putting 
like copper in people's blood. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say something way worse, but <laughs> <laughs> there's that porno theater <laughs> aspect to this. Podcast. I'm trying to tone it down from the, from the porno, porno theater vibe right now. We're trying to kick people. So, something else that I thought of immediately. I, I forget the guy's name, but there was actually a novelist who, you know, me being a writer mm-hmm. and uh, whatever, you know, sometimes like I think that modern day we try and look back and we don't have enough evidence or we have kind of weird evidence clues or, and we misinterpret stuff. I mean, that's pretty normal. Like um, for instance, like I've, I've watched some kind of documentary where it tried to like scientifically explain like the plagues of Exodus and it's like, dude, okay, either you believe this happened by like divine inspiration, like these miracles actually happened, or this is all a lie. And I don't, it's like trying to like, I feel like those are the two camps. And like, then there's like this weird like thing where they're like really stretching it. Like, well, perhaps the, the, uh, the water, you know, there was some kind of an explanation. There was a wind that blew and like, or maybe the water got lower at that time because of this and there was something that volcanic ash blew and killed the frogs or, you know, some stuff or like maybe some copper got into the water and made it look red or an algae got into the water to make it look red. And it wasn't really blood. And it's like, mm, no, like either it didn't happen and it's a lie or it did happen. Like that's my thought with this story. It's like, sure. Maybe there's a scientific explanation. You bring up a compelling point, but there's also like the Abraham Lincoln vampire slayer, like, okay, like what, how long ago did Abraham Lincoln live? Like 200 years ago? Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty bad at history. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, you're you in know, a porno in, theater right now. So in our day and good. age, like, let's say in a thousand years, 2000 years, people are looking back and they find an account of Abraham Lincoln vampire slayer. And they're like, wow, like the people back then, that's crazy. Like, I didn't <laughs> know that this was going like, were there really vampires back then? Oh, probably not. But well, there is accounts of people saying they drink blood. But then like, did Abraham Lincoln kill these people? Like, and you know, well, perhaps he did. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like, maybe this is just some like stupid, like fiction story. Like they take a a well-known Duke or whatever, Richard DeCown, and they just like, hey, let's make up a story about green children. I mean, there's Sir Gowan and the Green Knight, which came 200 years later. And this knight is just randomly green and nobody really explains it, I don't think. And And that's what I was thinking too. Like, because I was thinking of like the different explanations of it. And like I did find like an article um, that talked about how, hey, maybe this was all just a fable that was told because I did mention earlier, historically, like, yeah, there were the Flemish people. And, you know, back in the day, like, you know, things weren't really written down, you know, it was just passed on by word of mouth. Maybe this was just a fable of how, you know, during this time, like you did have, I, I hate to say racial wars, but like it was just different tribes of, like I mentioned, like the Anglo-Saxon, the Norms, and then you had like the Flemish people. And then whoever, you know, came out on top, they would try to assimilate everybody into their their culture. I mean, that's why you get like, you know, Norse mythology, Greek mythology, and it all kind of like mixes together and it creates like, you know, a whole other story when it's like this amalgamation of different stuff. So this was going on during that time period where you had all these different tribes. And I believe it was like the Anglo-Saxons. They're the ones that came out on top, if you will. And so maybe it's just a, a a fable or like an analogy or, you know, just kind of like, you know, a roundabout way of telling the story of, hey, like these two children represent, you know, the old culture, whereas like the, you know, the boy 
he represents everything, you know, about the old culture, you know, that's why they're green because they're seen as outcast, you know, they're Flemish or, you know, they're norms, if you will. And, you know, they're seen as weird because they're not like the Anglo-Saxons. So that's why their skin color is green. It's all an analogy. And then as soon as, you know, they start to eat different things, it's not like, you know, their old culture, you know, they become sick and they refuse to eat it. But, you know, as soon as, you know, the, you know, the girl and the boy eat it, you know, they start to lose their green, their green tint of their skin, which is, you know, they start to lose some of their culture. Then as soon as, you know, they start to be baptized, that's the official, you know, you know, fork in the road, if you will. Whereas the boy, you know, he was baptized and it kind of reminded me like the ending of Black Panther where like um, Killmonger, he's just like, you know, I want to, I'd rather die than, you know, he's kind of like my ancestors who, you know, who were brought over from Africa, who like, you know, jumped off the side of the boat, then come be slaves over in America. Whereas like the boy died, you know, and that represents, you know, hey, I'd rather die with my culture then assimilate to this new culture, which, you know, the girl in her portion of the story, you know, the story kind of, you know, moves on where, you know, she goes from being, you know, this ragamuffin that was found in, you know, a wolf pit, you know, she was green skin. She only ate these certain things. Then she started to assimilate, you know, eating, you know, the food of the era. Then, you know, she, you know, got a different name, which was Agnes. And then you, cause eventually she learns English and she retells the story, you know, where they came from. And it's kind of like a 180 degree turn where, you know, she becomes, you know, this ragamuffin where at the end of the story, she marries somebody very prominent, you know, in the king's court. And she goes on and assimilates into something different, you know, essentially losing her culture. So that was one thing, too, like I took from that article and kind of like in the cogs of my mind, like, hey, maybe like you were saying as well, like maybe this really didn't happen. And maybe this is just, you know, some fiction, if you will, where it's kind of like um, an analogy of, you know, these different cultures, you know, coming together fighting against assimilation and then some people just, you know, succumbing to assimilation. That is, yeah, very deep. That is, that was pretty deep. Um, I don't know. It it just seems like, you know, stories like Hansel and Gretel, Mm -hmm. there, they were, they were written down. Like Hansel and Gretel was supposed to like teach kids to stay away from Jewish people. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole story is like Hansel and Gretel, like stay away from Jewish people. And, um, and I feel like they were not shy about like teaching lessons like that. Like the lesson was taught like pretty, pretty, pretty sternly. This one feels like it's so like wiggle room. Like there's this version. Mm-hmm. There's, there's also that guy. And then there's like this like news article. Somebody randomly wrote about like, Oh, she married this guy. But like, I don't know who that guy, like, it just seems like it seems very like loosey goosey with the mm-hmm. facts kind of thing. That's why I don't think I, that was beautiful though. He just said it's, it's very true. It's very Pocahontas. It's, but um um but I, I just think that stuff like this happens from time to time, especially back then when there was very little science. There was very little like you know, you know, we still to this day our government can't explain what the lights in the sky are and now we're just kind of going like, Yeah, there could be aliens out there. Mm-hmm. Like we're still in a very like as much as we like to believe that we're very enlightened, we know like little to nothing about the universe. And I think that when something like this, like, you know, Keith, you were talking about like, um, like the plague and things like that. Like frogs still rain down sometimes, and like, it's like there were no hurricanes. Like, what what was that all about? Like, we still can't. There's still things to this day that we can't explain. This seems like if this would have happened today, we would have probably been able to explain it a little bit faster, um, and it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But I think back then it was just like, oh, geez, this is incredible. These kids have slightly green skin, like. <laughs> 
have you guys been eating beans for the last like couple <laughs> of years? Like it, it seems like it's it's very easily explained, and it it probably didn't need to get to this level. It's a very interesting story, and if you're trying to make a case for for an alternate universe or something or parallel universes, this is a really really interesting one. But um, but I think that there's so little there. I almost think that they literally just found two kids that were probably dutch or something and yeah. got lost or like a small tribe similar to like bass people you know just very living very isolated to the rest of society and then they get lost and separated and now they're legend and probably why she married somebody like of like more noble blood was probably because she was very popular she's the girl that showed up with green skin mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that puts a little bit of like actionist yeah it. a little, little clout you get a little clout there you know <laughs> <laughs> for being the girl with the green skin um but I don't know. It almost seems like there was, th- this is a, like a, a good, good story to like reference in the sense that there was very little and it turned into like this massive thing with this game of telephone mm-hmm. where you got to check your, check your references before you tell the story kind of thing. That's true. I got another question though, because there's something to me that doesn't add up and we'll see what you guys think about it. Um, the reason I guess that this makes me feel like maybe the guys who are writing it just made this up is because how is someone who didn't even speak English and did not recognize baptism? So had no Christian upbringing, we can assume, right? I mean, can we all assume that if they were not baptized? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, how did they come, how, when they learn English, they're, they're like, oh, by the way, the place I came from is called the land of St. Martin. Yeah. St. Martin is clearly like a Christendom type thing. I, I did think about that. And I do think that this is one of those things, like when you tell a kid a story so much, like as an adult, the kid will sometimes, like if you feed a kid a, a fake story or maybe like, hey, remember that time that we saw this thing and it just, you start to believe this kind of truth in your mind. Like you plant, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it, but you can plant an, a a memory in someone's mind an inception kind of yeah like very much like inception like you can plant memories in people's minds and i think that this girl was probably forced to tell this story so many times that she probably was like yeah we were from this land at this point <laughs> like i i really huh. do think that that's probably what happened there and it because that's a christian thing right saint martin that's a real thing yeah, and I have it written down on my notes from that article I was telling you about where it's like he thinks it's like a fable or like an analogy. Or like Satan Martin, I guess that's the patron saint of the Normans, you know, like when I was talking about like those tribes, if you will. So it represents like, you know, like we were talking earlier for the Patreon episode, you know, go to the Patreon if you want to hear the conversation before this conversation where, you know, it represents, you know, the Norman struggle against like the Anglo-Saxon. Like that's who St. Martin represents. So that would like kind of explain that. Like if this is just like a made up story or it's like St. Martin represents, you know, the like the struggle, if you will. Because yeah, you huh. do bring up a good point where it's just like, how are these children that we assume don't have Christianity? Why would they come from a land named after a patron Christian or Catholic saint, if you will? Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I do think that it, you're right. It's pro- it's either completely made up or I I think that this girl was just forced to tell this freaking story so many mm-hmm. times that she was like, yes, we're from this one land. And like, you know, you, you kind of have to fill in the blanks now at this point. You're just like, like when we have to explain like where Bakersfield is. to so like people that are not from here, like I'm sure Keith can like understand like when <laughs> we went back to Newfoundland, 
like everybody would ask me like, Oh, so where's Bakersfield at? And like, I would kind of have to like, there's like the long version of me explaining it. Or it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's LA basically. I, I live by LA, which not really, but kind of. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, there's like crazy shit that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think what that one, like the Warrens, right? Like the, oh. the kid, the, the Warrens family, right? That they're always like around all this haunted stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like their kids had like creepy, had like a creepy story too with like their happenings or whatever. I think once you're just like surrounded by that, you're also going to, and I don't, I don't believe in the Warrens or whatever. I don't believe in their stories, but I do think that those, those kids are like, you basically grew up in this now. And like, you're going to tell those stories now of like, yes, this happened to me as a child. And now I see like, I'm from St. Martin's or whatever, like (laughs) whatever, whatever it is you guys want me to tell you, that's what I'll tell you kind of thing. And like, I don't know, or it's completely fake, which I think it's, it's almost, I almost feel 50 50 about it. It's like, it's probably all fake or it's just a girl whose brother died from malnutrition. Possibly. (laughs) But to everybody out there, make sure you eat your greens because it will not turn your skin green. Actually, it'll do a lot of good for you. And apparently, you know, spinach, like if you eat a lot of spinach, kind of like Popeye, you'll actually have really good, clear skin, uh, very soft. Be careful with that. Spinach will give you kidney stones. Oh, really? Spinach will give you kidney stones faster than drinking soda. Really? Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty intense. It calcifies super fast in, in the oh, system. Oh, yeah, because there is like a lot of iron in yeah. that shit. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Maybe not, don't take my advice. Now. Don't you eat can, Just brain. don't overdo it with the spinach. That's true. Don't be Popeye, everybody. <laughs> so, Keith, do you have anything else you want to add to this little conversation? What do you think Alex Jones thinks about these green children? Oh, Alex Jones for sure believes that these children are freaking, freaking gay. <laughs> These children are freaking gay. They are gay frogs. They are the original. Uh, let's be honest, people. These are the people from the original Illuminati uh, that came from the underground tunnels. And what happened is, is this girl, she oh, is a man. descendant. <laughs> she is a descendant of Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, my voice. As a descendant of Queen Elizabeth, who is the ultimate lizard person. Who is control of the NWO right now? No, I'm not talking about the WCW faction. I'm talking about the actual New World Order, which has created the coronavirus to control you, to take away your rights. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does he say coronavirus or virus? Because doesn't he have that like SH problem? Uh, he has a lisp. Yeah, he has like that gay man lisp. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was more just like a sh- like the dentures. Like, oh, he's got the coronavirus. COVID-19. Oh, he's like. Folks, you're gonna want to Google uh, Kermit the Frog here. Uh, he's also green here. Uh, these children are clearly puppets of the Illuminati. George uh, Soros. <laughs> these children were funded by George Soros, and these children are still alive today. They are putting bricks. Who's, who's the next guy? to Jim the post order? Jim Henson is a, a a tool of the Illuminati, making puppets of us all. Folks, you're gonna want to Google this. Uh, Kermit the Frog. He, he's having sexual relations with a pig. That's the swine of the Illuminati. <laughs> By the way, I do like I. You can't see it because I'm using my laptop right now to film myself. But like two inches from the camera, or no, six inches a, a foot. I don't know. Is the Alex Jones Art and Jacob sticker so oh, beautiful? Fantastic. I'm I'm so happy that I have this. Um, All right, I do have a funny story to tell you guys about that <laughs> sticker. So um, there, I saw this truck right. And it had like a camper shell on it or yeah, it had a camper shell on it and it had info wars on it. It had all these like conservative stickers on it. 
And uh, it was the same day that I put a bunch of those, um, the Art and Jacob uh, business cards. I left them there with like all these other business cards there. Uh-huh. And so I had some of those stickers as well. And I just went and like stuck one of those Art and Jacob <laughs> ones with Alex Jones on there next to like the InfoWars thing. Uh, just to see if they noticed. They're probably just like, yeah, I support Art and Jacob, my conservative brother. <laughs> those patriots. Those guys are real Americans. They're not no green loving Kermit the Frogs. They're trying to Kermit the Frogs gay. Oh, uh, yeah. That hurts to talk like that, man. I know. I had to crack one of these uh, sparkling hibiscuses up. So. Dude, they're delicious. They are. They Could it be hibiscus instead of hibiscuses? Yeah, like the, the plural yeah, hibiscus. <laughs> doesn't doesn't the can even feel good? It feels good. Like it's like a waxy feeling on the can. Yeah. It feels like some premium uh, printing there. So, dude, I got some hibiscus tea envy right now. Really? And how how could I get one of those if I wanted to? Make sure, make, folks, you're gonna want to make sure you go to <laughs> CavemanCoffee.com, entering promo code America at checkout. It'll save you fifteen percent. Um, it's probably better than everything that you will find on Infowars.com right now. Your Alex Jones can't turn into that <laughs> the men's warehouse guy. You're, you're gonna you're gonna like the way you look. I guarantee you it. Guarantee it. You're gonna like the way this tastes. I when are you guys gonna get Alex Jones on the show? Uh, we've oh, sent man. multiple messages and basically. You know who I really have? You really? I haven't. I haven't no, really I haven't. No. I really, really, really like. Honestly, does anybody know in the millions of fans though? Because like, I really want to get Alex Jones on your guys' show. I think that would be like the best thing ever. I've never. I want to get that creepy scientist he hangs out with. That blonde-haired guy with the long hair. Oh yeah, the guy that brought in like all the products or the whatever. The guy that like scientifically proved that like the Illuminati has sexual intercourse with pigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, bring him in man What's please let me know if you guys get in contact that would be the anybody show. is a personal friend of alex jones or anything or this scientist guy can we please drop you know drop them a hint that they that they've been requested by keith silvis onto the art and jacob do america show for my amusement <laughs> it, it's so weird like to think like uh we we've uh we cover so many i mean it's, it's america the, the do america part is like a huge blanket of whatever topic we want to talk about. That's true. But the fact that um, Alex Jones is such a big part of it <laughs> is like hilarious to me. Like it, it's funny. I, I, I love Alex Jones in the, in the sense of like the performance artist. <laughs> of course I, I don't support his like views or anything like that, but I really, really love his like, I, I hope he's, I hope it's an act. Cause it's I think a big Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Like I think he's, I think he's a genius and I love his like whole shtick. Um, so I would love to have the guy on like even, that Alex Alex Jones on uh, Joe Rogan yeah. was one of like my favorite performances ever, and I'll call it a performance. Guys, a genius. I, I gotta let you know, I'm kind of retarded. Like that was the greatest <laughs> line of all time. <laughs> that yeah. was that was gold, man. I really want to get Jesse Ventura on. Jesse Ventura to me would be like the the biggest guy we can get. I know he's not the biggest, literally or and physically. Yeah, yeah. I really, really, really want to get um Jesse Ventura on. If we can get him, uh, that would be like. I don't need to get anyone else in. That's it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Keith. You guys are just going to quit the show. Like yeah, after, That's the last so episode. If we can get maybe. him, that's, that's we've done America. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> time to clean up. It's time to make a sandwich. We're done doing it. Uh, oh, well. I now guess we, that was all I had. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we went back to the porno theater on that one, guys. So, um, Keith, where can they find you? Where can they find your podcast? Where, just give us the whole beat on that. Uh, so me, they can find me at Keith.Silvis on Instagram. Um, 
I'm on Twitter too, but I don't post that much. Uh, my podcast, um, Path of Legends, you can find it on you know Apple, Google Podcasts. Just type in Path of Legends. There you go. Amen. Art, bring us home, sir. Guys, tell your mama and your boo boo too. Is that what I'm doing here? I guess so. I mean, I was. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I kind of fucking killed the lead on it. Make sure you also find us at on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America. Except for at Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob. I, I just followed our own Twitter the other day. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It helps us. It really does. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. I will probably be posting this uh, video um, probably Tuesday-ish because we, we're releasing two uh, episodes this week, and it takes a lot for my fucking Betty White computer to process videos so tuesday wednesday as you should see like the glory of keith's chisel jawline over here uh, <laughs> but make sure you subscribe there uh, we're not really monetized by youtube but it's always cool to have like uh, a, a different platform to watch this on. i spent a lot of money a lot of my own personal money to get these cute ass lights on for you guys <laughs> so uh, make sure you do that uh, make sure you check out our tpublic.com that's where you can find all sorts of art jk american merch Make sure you follow us on the Podbelly Network where you can find also so many great other podcasts out there like Ecoplasm, like Path of Legends, like We're Not Sure Yet, the world famous podcast. So with that said, Art, go ahead and bring us home. Tell your mommy, Blue too. Shallow is Elizabeth Jackman. Shallow is Warren. And with that said, everybody, have a good night. Good night. Don't eat green beans.